Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to have to flee your own country, spend days or weeks in a leaky boat on dangerous rolling seas, and then arrive in a new country where you are terrorised even more? Well, that's the life confronting millions of people in this world who have no choice but to seek asylum. All these people want is a fair go, but here in Australia, our government in our name treats these desperate people with cruelty and inhumanity. Here at 3CR, we aim to give these people a voice, a chance to speak out and let you know that they are just like us, people with hopes and aspirations, people who deserve to be treated as we would expect to be treated if we found ourselves in this position. Refugee Radio is the voice of refugees. It's hard to go on living when your future is denied. Good morning and welcome to Refugee Radio. Um, I'm your host, Selene Yap. Thank you for being with us this morning. Um, in the studio with me today, I have a special guest, um, Karen Williams, the Food Bank Coordinator of the ASRC. Um, also, I guess, in um, terrible news this week, I just thought I would touch on this. Um, uh, as another asylum seeker has passed away at Yonga Hill. Um, he, I think he attempted self-harm and he um, passed away from from that, um, unfortunately. And I think uh, we really need to look at ourselves as a country um, and think about who is doing this. We are doing this. Our government is doing this on our behalf. We need to understand legitimacy. Um, legitimacy is what gives the government the right to act on our behalf. And it is held in place by the silence and inaction of its people. So, you know, it, we, we need to speak out or we are part of this. So let's keep doing that and let's hope the world gets better because of it. So anyway, hi, Karen. Hello, good morning. Hi, thank you so much for being with us today. Sorry to start off on a very um, terrible note. Mm. It's um, devastating and uh, just the continuation of it is just devastating. I can't believe this is still going. It's oh, years. Mm. And when you start, you, you think, ah, oh, surely it can't last. You, you know, you, you are taught from a very young age that injustice does not last and cannot last. Mm. But <laughs> it's being paid for with our tax dollars. This yes. is what's even more frightening. And people do not know that. Uh, and it's, you know, ignorance is bliss in some ways, but we can't keep ignoring these facts. It is our tax dollars that is paying for this incredible cruelty. Every time you look at your pay slip, every time you work that extra hour, you know where that money is going. Unfortunately, it's going there. Mm. Um Let's talk about something happier and some, something that people are actually doing out there to try and make a difference. So um, the ASRC has a food bank. Yes, we have a food bank that operates uh, Monday to Friday. And we, at the moment, we are providing food, weekly groceries for over 700 people a week. It's uh, And it's growing. Last year we were saying 600 people a week and within 12 months it's already grown to over 700 people a week. So it's it, that's frightening in itself. Our numbers that they need, are growing. Yeah. And what's also growing within that number is the amount of people who have no income. And when I say no income, that means no access to a welfare payment, no work rights, no study rights, and basically... Uh, are being forced to live on the charity of community. 
but the positive of that is that our Australia, our Victorian community in particular, is rallying behind people seeking asylum. Victoria is an incredibly generous community, uh, and our food bank we um, are only made possible because of that community. Ninety percent of all of the food that is provided for those seven hundred people a week is donated from our community, and that's that gives me hope. That gives people seeking asylum hope that they know that our community, it's not all about what our government says or what the mainstream media says. There are people who are standing beside people seeking asylum and giving really basic hope through a basic human right of food. That is amazing. And um, so did your numbers grow after the July um, cut to welfare to a lot of people? The government again this year has now cut, is now continually cutting the, it's called a status resolution support service payment. It's a welfare payment that's, and it is what it says, it's while people's status is being resolved. Because they can't work. They can't work. Yeah. And they can't, or they're not. They're not given work rights. So they can work. Yeah, they want <laughs> to work. Exactly. Yes. But the government doesn't allow them to. So that, but that payment, that welfare payment for people who are on bridging visas, if you're even fortunate enough to access that payment, is only eighty nine percent of Centrelink. It's way Tiny. below the poverty line. And if you're trying to pay rent, you're trying to pay power bills, gas bills, phone bills. One of the things that loses out is quite often groceries. So over 60%, sometimes in a week, up to 70% of people accessing our our food bank are people with no income, no money, and are relying on on our food bank for their weekly groceries for their families and themselves. And how do people? How can people donate? So do they donate money, or do they donate? Do they still donate um, like actual food? Like I remember they were doing a cans collection at yes. some point. Yeah, we actually uh, our food bank is is through gifting kind. So we don't take money in our food bank. ASRC as an organisation relies on donations. Mm-hmm. We receive no government funding, federal government funding. Don't ask for it. Don't get it. Um, plus, we need to be apolitical and be a voice for people. Yeah. So uh, yes, we we rely on that donation of food. That ninety percent of food is given to us through bags of rice, through cans of legumes, through all of those um, essential items. We ask people, we we give a list of essential items. Is that on your website? Yes, Yes? it is. Yeah, absolutely. And your Facebook page as well? Yes, on our Facebook page, um, ASRC Food Bank. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that essential list also ensures that we can only provide so much food, but we want to make sure that that food is what people really need for some form of health and well-being. Not like two-minute noodles or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So we yeah. always ask for things like basmati rice, yeah. tinned legumes, tinned tomatoes, tinned tuna. Um, uh, we do have people who also some sponsor food. So oh, nice. if they can't actually donate the gift in kind, they will donate money to a wholesaler and those then we receive, say, a 25-kilo bag of rice. Oh, that's is, really good. So you don't yeah. have to deal with the cash, incoming cash. And, exactly. Yeah, okay, that And makes then sense. it's much better value. So we're always trying to, you know, make the best, get our best bang for the buck. There's mm. no doubt about that. Um, yep. But uh, we also love it when schools and church groups and community groups and scouts and um, they'll do a food drive. Mm. And it's really, it's also a great way through food is to 
start those conversations. We don't start talking about visas. We don't start yeah. talking about the camps. We start talking about food. Yes, and it's it such a basic you, need. Everybody yeah. recognises that and can meet on that platform. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, something that we all talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne in particular as well. Yes. You know, we love our food. So it's a great way to start those simple conversations. And then you say, did you realise that our government uh, doesn't provide work rights or doesn't even allow a support a status resolution support service payment for a lot of people and then it starts they think really you know that, yeah because it doesn't make sense like you, right. you don't you're not if you're not exposed to it you don't realize this is what's happening this is what's happening yeah also within the food bank we rely on rescued food so the majority not again 90 percent of our fr- of our fruit and veg comes from organizations like fair share and second bite and oz harvest uh, Food Bank Victoria. Um, we have fabulous relationships with those organisations as well. And uh, again, that's that's the community getting involved and, and helping to support people who, uh, who, who need a basic human right, a basic human right of food in their bellies um, and the dignity of yes. being able to provide food for their families. I'm glad you touched on that because... Um, uh, I know that the way the ASRC hands out food is, is quite um, it's, it's quite an interesting process. I thought the first time I heard of it, I, I was so amazed because mm. you can, like, we were just mentioning before, food is, is such an interesting thing because you can take away someone's dig- dignity by just the way you, you supply them food and, and in the same way you can give back a person's dignity mm. by the way you give them food. Absolutely. Um, so uh, before before we start, we continue on this, I just want to play a snippet of um, an interview that I had with Reza Yaramadi. Mm. Um, he, he was a, an asylum seeker that was detained on, I think it was Manus. Manus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he came in for an interview. It must have been like, uh, oh, my computer just died. Oh, no. Um, oh, okay, here we go. We've got it. Um, anyway, he came in for an interview and... I remember at the end of this interview, I sat in my car and cried for mm. ages because I just, I, I think hearing from them how, if you've never been in that situation, you don't realize the importance of dignity and yes. and and Reza. So if if no if you haven't met Reza before, Reza mm. is always fantastically dressed. He shines his shoes. He always walks around in a suit. He's very proud of yes. his like of his his identity and um and when he told me this story i guess i i saw him in it and i i saw what had happened to him so um just I'll, i hope this works i'm really sorry if it doesn't i'm going to give it a go um <laughs> check this out that's all that we were treated very badly by by uh, you know Serco or Department of Migration, I remember that I could understand a little bit of English, just a little bit, and I remember that I was running to line up for lunch and there was a circle officer work, you know, he was calling us, look at the animals. In my culture, that's not acceptable, you know, to no, be called as an animal. And I was like, oh, look at the animals. They, you know, they're running for food, but if we don't line up, if you don't get there on time, you will have no food. So it was a very bad time for me in detention centre, especially if... Anyway, um, yeah, so that was the little snippet of... Um, it's humiliating, isn't it? It is humiliating. It's yes. heartbreaking. And you think about your own family yes. doing that and being called animals when you're rushing to food. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever heard uh, 
I guess the description of of the mm. removal of someone's dignity in such an like mm. in um, that way. And so, and then on the other hand, I heard about um, how the ASRC gives out food. So could you talk about a little yes. bit about that and how you set it up? So we actually have set it up as a little mini supermarket. So we have shelves and we have a fruit and veg area. And just recently, we received a grant and we were able to buy supermarket trolleys. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I can't tell you the excitement on our volunteers' faces and the, our members seeking asylum to actually have a trolley. We were like, wow, this mm. is exciting. Because it was all about just that dignity of being able to walk through a, a little mini grocery area and they have that agency to choose their own food. Yes, there are. we have to place limits on food. We uh, are guided by what is donated and we always have to make sure there's a level of fairness as to what everybody is going to receive on a day. We might have 50 to 60, some days up to 80 people in a day coming through our food bank. Uh, and they most food banks offer a um, hamper of food or say, what do you want? Well, we'll get it for you. But we actually allow people to actually shop for themselves. We have um, buddies who go with oh, them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, to yeah. help them make some choices because a lot of the, our food here is unfamiliar mm. if you think of every can you pick up in a supermarket it's in English uh, so we we do support people with having a buddy with them but we have to create a system of fairness so that we know that in the morning we do a bit of a recce you know what have we got mm. uh, and then decide well we're going to have to limit the eggplants today to make sure that the first person coming through and the last person coming through Gets is going fine. to have access to that food. So, um, but it is a great sense and also having that buddy and that opportunity to talk with people. So, mm. and we're not necessarily talking about all the negatives. We try and keep it, you know, a little more upbeat in the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> we talk yeah. about recipes. No, that's <laughs> nice. That's really good because sometimes they don't want to think about all the terrible things that are happening yeah, to them or exactly. how they, they're not sure when, when their visa is going to expire, if they're going to get sent home. Exactly. That's not something that they want to keep mm. being reminded about. So it's nice to think about something else. And uh, yeah. they get really passionate when they, they yeah. share, talk about their food. Well, I started as a volunteer I, at the ASRC yeah. three years ago and I started um, in the food bank. I was a member of the organisation um, as a volunteer because I wanted to make a difference. I was one of those people sitting listening to the radio and banging my head saying, you know, what can I do? I need to make some sort of impact. I, or I wanted people seeking asylum to know that not everybody thinks like yeah. this. So I volunteered at ASRC and went into the food bank and I wanted to be, a, be part of some sort of practical solution I guess and look people in the eye and say you are welcome here <laughs> so I'd sort of pair up with the mums I guess you know I'm a mum and um, and I'd say you know what are you cooking with that you know the dried chickpeas or the dried lentils and share recipes and um, being able to talk about those sorts of things and your kids and what year are they in how old are they and and just having that opportunity to um, create a sense of friendship if, and let people know that that's why we are here as volunteers to support them. And then I was in the right place at the right time and now very fortunate and privileged to work at the ASRC and managing their community food programs. And um, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people to be able to 
do what I believe in every day of the week. Because uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I do think that there are people out there who know about this stuff or some of them don't know, but a lot of them, if they did know, that they would want to help if mm. given the opportunity. And I think it's about, find, firstly, finding those opportunities yes. to help or creating that for other people as well, Definitely. creating opportunities to help. And that's where the food bank, again, is really practical. Yeah, because you can you can get the kids to go and do a food run. And they yeah. do. Yeah, and they love it. Yeah. yeah. And again, you're then demonstrating, it's that, I call it compassion in action. Yes. It's actually saying, well, I'm sick to death of this. You know, I need to do something. And you may not have enough you know feel within your own income but you can go to the supermarket and throw in a few extra items and you know that that food is going on a shelf into a trolley down to someone's home and it's going to be on the table cooked that night Uh, and it's really practical but again, it is a basic human right. <laughs> it's, it seems strange that we're talking about but that people food. have got no access to yeah, food. In, in, in this country. In the one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Where people get a parma and throw out half of it at the pub. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's... It, <laughs> <laughs> it's heartbreaking to think about it in that way. Yes. Um, and, and also like the difference between like handing out food packages. Yes. I think it's quite interesting, an interesting approach that the ASRC yes. doesn't, um, doesn't do that because a lot of the time, again, we talk about dignity, mm. while a lot of charities don't, or maybe over time they're, they're coming to. I think things are changing. I think things are changing, Yeah, yes. but the old way of giving out food was to give out packages. And a yes. lot of people were embarrassed to do yeah. that. And same with are. things like soup kitchens. Some people don't want to be seen at a soup mm. kitchen. Well, that's really interesting. One of our other programs, food programs, we have a community meal every day, Monday to Friday. And what we do is we bring our whole organisation together. So at 12.30, we have a team of volunteers that cook a meal for 200 people every day. That's amazing. And, yeah, and it's uh, what we say is we're the home of hope at um, Footscray. So anyone who's in the building, whether they be a person seeking asylum, the volunteers that are running our programs on a day-to-day basis or a staff, we all come together and we have a community meal together. That's really good. That's a good way of doing it yeah, rather than... And it's so equalised. Mm. We all sit in the same room and we commune together. We break bread together. Um, and again, it offers those opportunities of interactions and just chatting, just mm. that incidental conversation, yeah. not about anything, you know, great or um, intellectual or whatever, but just that basic conversation about what's being cooked. And I think uh, the other important part about our community food programs, we have over 250 volunteers who actually on a day-to-day basis create teams that run our food bank, that run our community meals, and we also have another program called the Harvest of Hope, which is a market garden. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. I forgot about that. (laughs) 250 volunteers. in our organisation, we have um, 1,300 volunteers active on our database. We have 120 staff. So that tells you, <laughs> again, yeah. that's the community and that's, saying. And that's people who have the time. I'm that's sure there, right. there are people out there who would love to, but, but don't, don't have the means the of time. transport or Absolutely. know the n- no time. But that's that's how the, our community food programs run, by the generosity of donating food and the generosity of donating time. That's how, and that's the community involved in saying, we are standing right beside you and um, we're here to help you. 
<laughs> and so tell us about the market. Yeah. Uh, how does it work? Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, as as I said, 90% of our veg, fruit and veg, mm-hmm. is from rescued food. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it's not, I don't call it fresh. We're grateful for it, but it's Yeah, can you talk a little a bit about where that food comes from? Because yeah. in, in my head, I... You know, a lot of rescue food, like you say, dumpster diving, exactly, yeah, um, and it's out of yeah. date or whatever. And so, what are the legal things yeah. around that? Yeah, no, the um, uh, Oz Harvest and Second Bite and Fair Share they go mm-hmm. to the supermarkets, mm-hmm. and so they have um, relationships with different um, with different organisations and different companies, and they'll go and do a run and take all of the food that's being discarded by the supermarkets. And if you've ever watched the War on Waste, you know yes. that a lot of that food is just might have a, a you know a spot on it or the wrong yeah, or wrong shape. Yeah, yeah. So that food then um, comes round to the charities, and we're one of those very fortunate organisations that gets that food. But it is some of it is pretty much on its last legs. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, when it comes down to food security, which is what we're trying to provide, some form of food security, that it doesn't last the week. No. So they might have fruit and veg for the for the first three days but we know that some of our members are not don't have access to veg or fruit by the end of the week so we were talking to um uh, we all know it's who you know (laughs) (laughs) and we were chatting with um our contact at fair share and Susie introduced us to this wonderful man. His name's Les. He has he was the largest flower wholesaler in Australia, and he has hectares and hectares of land out in Clayton. And so we went to visit Fair Shares Garden, and Les was there, and he said, "You know, um, uh, do you want to do you want some access to some land?" And we were like. Are you serious? <laughs> We'd love it. We, you know, and so he just said, "Oh, I've got this plot over here. You know, it's not doing anything. You know, do you want to have? You know, you, I, the, I've had refugees work with me. They're good, hard workers. I'm happy to help." Mm. And we were like just dumbfounded. And so, within a very short space of time, this is in November last year, we mm. started planting our own harvest. And so we, it was donated land from Les, it was donated seedlings from Fair Share and from Les, and then we had to very quickly put together another volunteer team. Yep. And so from November through to April, on one week, we were bringing back to our food bank 40 crates of fresh <laughs> vegetables. We asked members what they wanted more of. Yeah, what, ty- what type of vegetables, so what they was, needed. Yeah, mm. Eggplant, zucchini, yeah. uh, chilies, basil, uh, sweet potato. And so 40 crates and the... And that we didn't even we couldn't even fit it in our cool room. No I was like, this is amazing. So uh, for a few weeks um, after that, you know, we didn't have limits on eggplants and zucchinis, and it's like, oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> that is that is pretty amazing. It can be done. You know, these, these are it these are the types of done. things you sit there and think about and think about. Wouldn't it be great? Um, and here it's happening right in front of us. That's that's, right. that's really amazing. So um, if anyone wants to volunteer in yes, our garden, yes, I was just going to ask that. So, um, well, how to volunteer? The, the three things: how to volunteer in general yes. for the ASIC. I know that you have um, every now and then you'll do you'll do a little intake yes. um, where you do 
everyone comes and you do a session. Yes. There's an information night coming up um, yep. in the next few weeks mm-hmm. and all of the information is on our the ASRC.org.au. Yep. Yep. Uh, and if you click through to um, how to get involved and it'll give you all of the information and we, um, we really need people who can cook also to come in and help our teams um, and people can come out and work in our garden as well. Uh, and um, that's on a Tuesday and a Friday. Okay. So, um, all of is, the information is there on our a website. limit on um, like a commit a time commitment as in the uni to yeah. yeah okay I guess and it's just for management issues yeah. I suppose that's right and yeah. I guess so that we can re- because we are a volunteer led organisation mm. we rely on those volunteers yes so we do ask for a regular weekly commitment on on one day yeah, yeah. and that um, then we know that we're going to have a team yes that can and you can manage that and you can exactly um, and the other thing too is when people do the food drives because it sounds very yeah. simple. Do, where do they deliver the food to? Oh, they can come to Footscray because we yep. love to meet them. Yeah. So if there's a group of people, yep. what our team does as well, we give people a little tour. So they can yep. come in, deliver their deliver their food drive mm-hmm. and particularly heading in, we're September, so we're going to start talking about Christmas pretty soon, which yes. <laughs> another year passes. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing a big drive to try and get us through the summer months. Okay. So but people can come to our Footscray office, we'll give them a tour, we'll show them around the organization and also you know show them exactly where, where it's going yes that's that's <laughs> amazing that is really really good i'm yes. sure everyone will be super keen to do that uh, we'd love to meet them yeah <laughs> well as um if you've been listening if you've been listening in this morning we've been speaking to karen williams the food bank coordinator um she's been talking about how you can help and how you can you know and it seems so easy almost yes. to, to be able to help it's accessible um so uh, if you want to join in on any of these things um it's all on the website the definitely a- asrc asrc.org.au okay. and i think it's a, such an important way people throw up their hands and say look this problem's too big for me yeah. and they're I waiting for the politicians to do something right. about and it and they're yep. not going to or they might hopefully yep. please but this is a really good way that they can get practically involved yep. and make a difference Yes, that's a, that's a great way to end end this show. Um, so yes, you um, please please check out the website if you would like to help out. Um, we are it's pretty much end of the show at the moment. That that's gone really fast. Um, we have a song that Karen has picked. So I've started doing this thing where I ask my guests to pick a song um, that means something to them. So please tell us about this song. Yes, it's from a movie called The Big Night. Yeah. And it's all about, well, it's literally all about food. So I had to oh, choose something wow. about food. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and, um, and this whole film is about uh, people celebrating with food, the culmination of this opening a restaurant. And so it's the opening night and they're celebrating with this incredible Italian feast and I think that's what's really important is that's how we as a community celebrate and we commune with each other if you think of how we celebrate birthdays anniversaries events it's all through food and that's across the world so it's a great way to bring us together and celebrate through beautiful delicious food thank you for that um I'll let you say the name of the song because I'm worried that I might say it wrong it's Claudio Villa from Stornelli Amorisi and it's from the movie Big Night You've been listening to Refugee Radio. Um, Please stay tuned for the Latin American update.